now. A special edition of the Toddcast podcast. Powered by Citywide Mortgage Services. Providing complete financing and mortgage services for residential and small commercial businesses. Visit them at citywidemortgage.ca. Now, here's your host, Todd Hancock. Straight up, some days are just better than others. You got to admit it. It doesn't matter what you do to pay the bills. Some days just stand out above the rest. I got into radio broadcasting in the mid-90s, originally in the promotion department of 97 Magic FM in Penticton, just kind of jumping around from beach to beach, you know, giving out stickers and shaking hands, kissing babies. Eventually, my run in radio would have me doing world album premieres with Metallica, Nickelback, Velvet Revolver, so many amazing afternoons co-hosting shows with Chris Cornell, Tom Morello, Corey Taylor of Slipknot, flying all over the world to do my radio show, down to Louisville, Kentucky, San Francisco, California, over to Dublin, Ireland to broadcast from the Jameson Distillery for St. Patrick's Day a couple years in a row, first class flights, per diems, just insane shit. And the fact that this podcast is still going strong into our ninth year, that alone is a career highlight as we throw stones to episode 300. We're at 296 now. Uh, My name is Todd Hancock. Thank you so much for being there. We're well aware that there are plenty of choices and have put together an incredible week. You'll hear from 12 guests as they share their career highlights. We'll get to this week's musical guests in just a minute. Coming up shortly in Stop Me If You've Heard This Before, UFC fighter Randa Marcos talking about when she knew that she was going down the fight path. That is powered by our friends at FKP MMA. Mr. Franco and his team are widely recognized as the best, not only in Western Canada, but maybe the entire country. Learn self-defense, build self-esteem, meet new friends, get fit. My youngest Levi has been going for just over a year now, coming out all red-faced after each session. I just cannot say enough good things about them. Vancouver's number one training destination, fkpmma.com. First, let's get to some career highlight stories from a handful of our past musical guests, all of whom are powered by Vibe Cave Studios in East Vancouver. Got a good song? Need a great mix? Look no further. Get a hold of Brayden, and he will make it happen. Listen to a snippet of Tisa Rahim, Someone Else Does. It's a new song that won't be released until the end of next month. Then you better, better, better try. Once again, that's Tisa Rahim, Someone Else Does, an early taste of new music. Again, talk to Braden. He works with all sorts of genres, huge mixes, killer sounds, great vibes through vibecavestudios.com. So we've seen supergroups form over the years, going way back. Cream was formed in 66 by Eric Clapton of the Yardbirds, Jack Bruce from Manfred Mann, and Ginger Baker, arguably one of the best drummers all time. You got Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, Blind Faith, Derek and the Dominoes, Journey, Bad Company, Temple of the Dog, Audio Slave, Prophets of Rage, A Perfect Circle, formed by guitarist Billy Howardell, Tools, Maynard James Keenan, Smashing Pumpkins guitarist James Eha. Listen to Billy talk about his career highlights. 
Um, you know, um, I had this clearly laid out the other day, and ah, um, huh, that's really tough. Right. You know, I, I think just getting APC off the ground, it's kind of a soft target of time, but, you know, just completion of the first record. Um, I think that was just something that, you know, I'd always wanted to do, but, you know, as it was going on, there was so much happening with press and getting ready for opening for Nine Inch Nails, making a music video. It was really hard to kind of sit and take it in at a moment. And maybe it's good that, I didn't have the time to do that because it might start, you know, messing with your head and everything. But, uh, yeah, I just say completion of that first record. We'll move on to Canadian country singer Brett Kissel, one of the best in the business. He's been playing since he's six years old. He's opened a tour for Garth Brooks, has multiple gold-selling albums. He's cleaned up at the CCMAs. Male Artist of the Year, Interactive Artist of the Year, Video of the Year. He's a multiple Juno Award winner, the reigning country album of the year Juno Award winner with What Is Life. Here's what Brett said about career highlights. I think my career highlight was getting to open for Garth Brooks and tour with him. Um, the reason why I put that at the very top is because Garth has been and still is at the top of his game. And mm-hmm. as a guy who's looked up to him all my life, I felt night after night, it was like the best day ever. And I got to relive that, um, you know, nine times in a row in Edmonton, uh, six times in Hamilton, seven times in Calgary, four times in Winnipeg, uh, in Regina, in Saskatoon, um, and the list goes on. Mm -hmm. It was an incredible experience, and Garth called me up, uh, you know, to, to do Colin Baton Rouge with him. That's my favorite Garth song. Wow. That's his favorite song to play live. And he just comes backstage casually and says, hey, I saw on YouTube you love to do Baton Rouge. I said, oh, yeah, I, I do it like every night. He says, well, you know our show. We do it second to close. Um, I come up for it. I'll, I'll introduce you, and uh, you can play my guitar. Wow. Like, can you believe that? Wow. It's like Wayne Gretzky saying, hey, kid, you know what? I'll center your line, mm-hmm. and uh, we're going to go up there. We're going to score a hat trick. You can use my stick. And actually, you know what? You can wear number 99 tonight. Like, could you imagine that? That's exactly how it felt to me. That is and, uh, and I'll never I'll never forget those memories. If you listen to a good Canadian rock radio station, chances are you'll hear Gob with some sort of regularity. They've been around since 93, nominated for the Best New Group at the 2000 Juno Awards, so seven years later. More Juno nominations. You've heard their music in tons of sports games. They used to play the festival circuit like crazy when they were playing the Vans Warp Tour. Remember that. They were crushing it. Listen to their guitarist, Theo, share some thoughts on career highlights. I might have told you, maybe, uh, okay, well, one, just, uh, it just, just popped ahead. I don't know if it is the the one, but I remember um, in Japan, we were at um, the, fam- the famous, where Cheap Trick, Kiss, uh, the, the Beatles, Budokan? the Budokan, Tom got on my shoulders, did a guitar solo, we played at the Budokan, I thought that was... That's pretty cool. Because I don't think Knowing it is... Knowing the bands that have been I don't think it exists. Does it exist anymore? I don't know if it does or not. But anyway, that is... I'll just get my producer in post to find out of that. So. <laughs> but that was... Because that was like kind of like, wow, we're at the, we're here at the Budokan. Like, yeah. this is like, this is it. 
you know, like, I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, we're obviously weren't making money like Kiss, Cheap Trick, or, <laughs> or uh, the Beatles or whoever, like all the bands that were like Nirvana. But, no, how big is is that venue? Um, I remember it was so like, like it, because it, it was so like, it was so the energy of just that day of like, we're playing Buddha, I'm playing Buddha. It was so exciting. Like everything was just like, it just went by so fast. Like mm-hmm. just remember, but I remember the venue not, I think it was, I'm going to say, Twelve to 15,000 people. Remember when Much Music used to play music videos and how they'd have bands come by and play the yearly Much Music Video Awards? Thousands of people would jam the streets of downtown Toronto. It was cool to see. Back in the day, it really felt like something was happening. And back in those early years, in, two, in the early 2000s, Swollen members were absolutely killing it. Madchild and Prevail, they cleaned up at the Much Awards in 2002. They won four awards that year. And back then, they were untouchable, releasing their music through Madchild's indie label, Battle Axe Records. Madchild was a guest prior to releasing his solo album, The Darkest Hour, in 2017. And he talked about his career highlights. Well, I think there's been so many so special many, right? moments. I, I think, yeah, I think winning, uh, what did we win? Four or five Much Music Awards in one night, one year. That was pretty incredible. I, I think it was that. four in one night. Um, all the time, you know, the four Junos we won were all very special evenings. Um, uh, you know, remember hearing Lady Venom for the first time on the radio. Shout out to Chris Dunner uh, for, for uh, breaking that record for us. Uh, yeah, he was playing my, he was my program director for like eight, eight or nine years at, at Fox. Yeah, he's a great guy, man. Great he's guy. awesome. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then uh, I'd say playing in front of 55,000 people in Toronto when we opened for Coldplay and Beyonce and you name it. There were so many cool acts there. They actually had it in two, both stadiums with jumbotrons. So you could watch, the, they, you know, you, it would go show back to back to back, but both stadiums were full and of course you're just playing one stadium but they could watch it in the other stadium on the jumbotron as it was happening that was a pretty special night um playing uh at, at much music at, at the peak of small members career when we had all of young street just full of thousands and thousands and thousands of people mm-hmm. um and it was televised across the country um, had you know that was a, a, a very special night. I, I could go on and on. We, I remember doing a Molson Canadian Festival in Vancouver, and um, you know there's probably twenty five thousand people there, and I was crowd surfing, and I guess someone got a, a professional photographer got got a photographer got a photo of that, and then a month later, every bus in BC had me crowd surfing on the side of the bus like it was an ad. <laughs> that management hooked up. So I was seeing myself for like a couple months on the side of every bus as I'm driving around. It was, that was, that was pretty cool too. Lots of things. I remember playing Glastonbury. That was a, a really, really, uh, special, special time. A lot of festivals in Europe. It's been a great ride, man. That was a fun, 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 fun time. Toddcast podcast musical guest visits are powered by Vibe Cave Studios in East Vancouver. Huge Huge mixes. mixes. Killer sounds. Great vibes. Visit them at vibecavestudios.com. I don't know why you even bother because your head's underwater. It's 
podcast is powered by Milano Coffee, bringing you the finest espresso and coffee concepts in the world. Online at milanocoffee.ca. And now, stop me if you've heard this before on the Toddcast podcast. UFC fight fans will know the name Randa Marcos. Although she's no longer with the organization, she is tough as nails. Born in Iraq, moved to Canada when she was just three years old, you saw her compete in the Ultimate Fighter 20 finale, where she lost a close split decision. And when Randa was a guest, 
We talked about the fight game, watching tape of opponents, the best fighters of all time, pound for pound, when parents should enroll kids in martial arts, her time on the Ultimate Fighter TV show. You'll hear her thoughts on aliens visiting Earth in the full interview. We talked about legalized marijuana, what it was like growing up in Windsor, Ontario. She talked about her love of horror and paranormal witness. And stop me if you've heard this before, Randa talked about traveling down the fight path. And what is it that got her into MMA post-secondary? I, I honestly had no idea what I wanted to do and what I wanted to be. I just, like, I just did, I don't know, I went to school and I became a pharmacy technician because, like, you know, my mom always wanted me to finish something, so I did that because, you know, to make her happy, but I just loved, like, being outdoors and, and playing sports, just something that I love to do and, like, I just never gave that up and it just led me here. I, I didn't, like, think to be a UFC fighter or anything like that. I just, when I like something, I just keep doing it and then it just led me here. Like, I don't know. <laughs> never really had, like, a clear vision of what I wanted to do. I still don't. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And, and what was it that got you into martial arts? I got into wrestling when I was, when I first started high school and, uh, I just loved it. I don't know. I just I always loved sports. I loved to run. I loved to play all different kinds of sports. But wrestling was really different. It was a individual thing. So like when I did well, you know, I, I reflected on myself. When I did bad, you know, I, did I train enough? You know, it was always like a like a, I grew a lot. You know, like personally, I grew a lot, and I, I really loved that about it. And then from there, I went into jujitsu, and I went into boxing, and and I went into MMA. It just it was just something that uh, I fell in love with. I was like in, in Stop me if you've heard this before on the Toddcast podcast is powered by FKP MMA, Vancouver's number one training destination at FKPMMA.com. Oh, I'm running, running. Yeah, I'm running, running. Got me running, running home. It's like you told me so. Found 
Got me running, running. Oh, I'm running, running. Yeah, I'm running, running round. Tell me, tell me, do you hear my sound? Know that I seen you, gal. Find, find, find my crown. But I wasn't no saint either I didn't do enough to please her Guess that's why I ain't there Yeah I would say easily one of my favorite artists of the last couple of years. His name is Ivan Hartle. I've been a fan of uh, his since seeing a show at the Biltmore pre-pandemic. And I'm pretty sure I've told you about this show a few times over the years. Just a good little group of buddies. We're out ripping it up one night and randomly went to the Biltmore in Vancouver uh, near Maine and Broadway there. And Ivan was playing. He blew us all away. I cannot wait. And I hope you're able to grab a ticket for this one. We're doing a show with Ivan at the end of next month on Saturday, March 31st at Blue Light Studio, another podcast, Blue Light Sessions. It's acoustic, Q&A. And I think that Ivan's friend, Matt Storm, will also be playing as well. So keep that in mind. These nights are filmed. It's 20 bucks in advance, 25 bucks at the door if you wait, and hopefully there's still tickets available. Doors are at 7. The show will start at 8 o'clock. Hopefully we'll see you there. Played you a band called Chase the Bear, and that's a new song for them called Underwater. Those boys just did a five or six date tour about a month back. Started off here in Vancouver at the Wise Hall, ripped over to the island, did a bunch of shows over there, Victoria, Duncan, Nanaimo. Just announced a whole bunch of more shows for the summer as well on their Facebook page. These guys are absolutely killing. Uh, Coming up in just a few minutes, in Listen to This, adult film star Sarah Vandella talks about being impersonated on social media. Creepy stuff. When you think about it, somebody pretending to be you, masquerading as you. That is powered by our longtime sponsors, Tedco RV Supplies in Langley. RV service and repairs, ICBC accredited. Find them on Facebook and on Twitter at Tedco RV Supplies. First, back to more career highlight stories and some sporting guests from over the years. Powered by Hand Over Hand Textiles in Vancouver. Naturally dyed goods for your home, for your body. Locally owned, locally operated, locally sourced as well. They only use pure plant extracts. Natural fibers, it's good for Mother Earth. So many amazing finds on their website, handoverhandtextiles.com. So you'll know Ashley Lawrence as a soccer player for the Canadian national team, and she's also currently playing for the Paris Saint-Germain Div 1. My career highlight, it's really hard to pick one. <laughs> really, really hard. Well, I think I, I, have to, I have to go two because I can't pick one. Mm-hmm. That's hard <laughs> for me. Um, one would have to be, you know, making it to the Champions League final. Last year, it was my first season with PSG, and, uh, you know, we were able to play teams, uh, Barcelona, Bayern Munich, um, top teams in Europe, and we played Lyon in the final, uh, and we fell short to penalty kicks, but, you know, I took a penalty kick, I scored, and the atmosphere was incredible. Um, my family was in the stands, and, you know, something I'll never forget, and I, that's my hope to be back there one day and to win it and to hoist that trophy. Cool. Uh, and really quick, the other one would have to be the bronze medal match last year 
We played Brazil. In, in Brazil, there was almost 40,000 people in the stands. It was hot. It was scorching hot. Um, and I, I had a ball played from Shamina Jorci, and I ran from half all the way to the goal, and I set up Deanne Rose to score the opening, opening goal. And she made history with being the youngest uh, player to score in the Olympics. Uh, and you know that will help us win the bronze medal so it was an incredible moment and both those moments I'll never forget we'll go from soccer to hockey if you're a fan or I guess more specifically of the Canucks the Islanders Kings Thrashers Canadiens Blackhawks you'll know retired defenseman Brent Sopel drafted by the Canucks in 95 played there till the mid 2000s then traded over to the Islanders in 2005 then traded back to the Canucks for a season then it was over to Chicago where he won the Stanley Cup with the Blackhawks in 2010 here's what Brent said about career highlights it's kind of obvious right well, you know obviously you know, one in a million times on the outdoor rink and it's a, a dream come true so um it's about to to know that my name's on there and uh, part of a special, special group when there's so many amazing players that play this game in the NHL that never got an opportunity to win. Pro boxer Marlon Esparza was the first American woman to qualify for the Olympics in the first year that women's boxing was an Olympic event in 2012. She won a bronze medal. You've seen her in an ad for PETA, Spanish Coca-Cola, She's endorsed by CoverGirl, was the subject of the CNN documentary In Her Corner, Latino in America 2, signed a multi-year deal with Golden Boy. So what's Marlon's career highlight? I would definitely say right now it would be up in the air between getting signed by Golden Boy or going to the Games. Because I think people are like, oh, get, going to the Olympics would probably be my number one. Mm-hmm. But it's, I've gotten so many, people don't realize how many opportunities I've gotten equally, both like financially and just media-wise from both. Yeah. That I can't really say, because until it's all over and said and done, I can't really say which one's better. Right. But as of right now, I guess people would take it as the Olympics, but I mean, I would say it's a draw as of right now between getting signed or, or going to the Games. Remember when Ross Rebliati won Olympic gold in snowboarding, 1998, Nagano Olympics? He tests positive for THC in his system. They take away his medal only eventually to give it back because marijuana wasn't on the list of banned substances. Isn't that crazy that something like that would ever happen? It was the next morning. So I got, uh, I did my drug test and right immediately after the race at the, in the finish line actually. And uh, the next morning, they cleared my room out of people that were hanging around looking at my medal and told me to sit down and that I tested positive for something and that they didn't know what it was. And right away, I said, well, it can only be cannabis because it's the only thing that I'm exposed to right. that could get me in any trouble at all. And um, sure enough, it was. So, you know, luckily, we were able to discover that Cannabis wasn't on the list of banned substances in the first place, and, you know, I got to keep it. So that was, that was the first step in creating the company, was being able to keep the metal. Red Truck Beer, delivered fresh, the official beer of the Toddcast podcast. Talking about the love life in my ear. The old 
the love life, talking about the love life, so sincere. But if everybody's playing the game, not everybody's luck is exactly the same. Some people settle for less, and that's why we're all in this mess. People always talking about the love life, talking about the love life. This winter is with the Cypress Mountain Skycard. Visit cypressmountain.com for details. And now, listen to this on the Toddcast Podcast. Adult film star Sarah Vandella grew up with hippie parents in Long Island, New York. She started dancing at clubs at the age of 22. You've seen her in Triple X movies since 2007 and working with the big dogs. Vivid, Hustler, Naughty America, Reality Kings. She's been nominated multiple times for AVN Awards, the Adult Video Network. And when Sarah was a guest, we talked about being shadow banned online. Binge-watching Homeland and Dateline, she shared a near-death story. We talked about our love of superhero movies. Aliens visiting Earth came up, and so did the hustle of webcamming and OnlyFans. Growing up to the music of Joni Mitchell and the Beatles, and Sarah talked about having imposters on social media creepy stuff listen to this yeah i mean i've kind of gotten over that part because there's no way around it i've been on you know in the business for so long and i'm just going to be targeted the thing that really gets under my skin now are the fact that these people that are getting scammed are actually falling in love with me and following up and trying to find me i cannot tell you how many guys i'm being contacted bi-weekly on Sex Panther, OnlyFans, or even Twitter, asking if I am the girl that they've been talking to. Please, please tell me it's you. I'm in love with you. 
there was a man recently who found my phone number. He paid a background check to find my legal phone number, and I am in the process of talking to a lawyer about getting a restraining order. I mean, this is just, you know... Scary. It's me. It's scary shit too. It's not well, just yeah. fucking around. So anymore. I'm over. I'm over the part of being annoyed with these imposters because yeah. I try to report as many as I can, but Instagram won't even talk to us about it. Well, that's not true. A conversation was started between one of our allies, our our representative unions here in the industry. Yeah. However, with everything going on in the the media and the news, I feel like we've been put to the wayside, and so. Hopefully it'll be revisited, but there are no actual laws protecting performers. And also, due to the stuff we just discussed about Instagram hating us, it's very hard to get verified. So between the lack of uh, understanding from Instagram, the inability to be verified, mm. and the fact that we're constantly getting deleted, it's hard to always you know, let people know, hey, if people are asking for money, it's not me. Listen to this on the Toddcast podcast is brought to you by Tedco RV Supplies in Langley, an ICBC-approved repair shop. Visit them on Facebook and Twitter at Tedco RV Supplies. Make sure you slam the front door, yeah. Pour all my liquor on the kitchen floor. Throw my clothes all over the front lawn. Do what you gotta do to do me wrong. If you still got a heart, get to tearing mine apart. Cause I'll never get over it if you don't leave a mark. If you ruin it Out of all the hurt you know I think hope is the cruelest Right now get by Just don't quite feel right Come on baby Change my mind Show a little Mercy If you're gonna
it, we'll find out in the long run. Sounds a lot like it to me, uh, but big props to Kyle McCurney, arguably one of the best indie songs from 2022. It's called Mercy. Kyle had a banner year last year, nominated for awards, winning awards, and deserves everything that's coming his way. One of the most talented musicians that I can think of from not only playing, but to singing. In fact, you've heard his music at the start of every podcast or at the end as well, since we fired up this podcast in 15, back when Kyle was in a hard rock band called Hard Honey, we were starting up and asked Kyle if we could use some of his music. We're longtime friends. He said, yeah, man, love to help out. And we'll keep playing that big, hearty, meaty riff uh, you hear at the intro until we stop creating these podcasts. Love, Kyle. Played you Dan Moxon, the singer of Bend Sinister, and that was his song called Love Life. We had Dan play one of those blue light sessions with us just a while back now, I guess. If you were there, because good turnout, maybe you did make it. Just an incredible night of music, stories, and singing along. It was very, very cool. Well, Dan has his album release party this Friday, March 3rd, at Green Auto in East Vancouver, which is another very cool venue. Zoe Levin. And Cassidy Waring are playing as well. Doors are at 7, or is that Waring? Regardless, it's going to be a great show. Doors are at 7, show's at 8, it's 15 bones. That will be a great night, trying to shuffle a couple things to make it my as well, so maybe we'll see you there. Speaking of live music, find a small list of shows that are happening locally, including, of course, all of our Blue Light Studio shows and others that we think you should be at with the indie scene at toddhancock.ca. If you're playing a show, if you're going to a show, if it's indie, let us know about it. We'll post it up at the website. That's brought to you by our friends at Mystic Rhythms Rehearsal Studios, over 40 years experience in the music industry. Find out more through mysticrhythms.ca. Okay, our final guests of this episode 296, we're talking career highlights and some stories from a few of our past entertainment and lifestyle guests all of whom are powered by Sacred Meds, Canada's best craft cannabis and psilocybin dispensary. You can also get oils, hash, all kinds of edibles, peyote, DMT, yeah, and more. At Registry, by the way, mention you heard about them through the podcast. That will unlock a hidden category on their website. And, of course, use the code TODDCAST to get a percentage off, 10% off through sacredmeds.com. So I originally knew actor Chris Calhoun as my competition across the street. We did battle back in the late 90s into the 2000s when Chris was the afternoon host in Vancouver at a station called Z95.3 and I was doing the same time slot at 99.3 The Fox, C-Fox, Vancouver's rock station. Not that we were actually going after the, you know, the same person. Fox was more men, Z was more women. But you better believe that when he went in every day, he was trying to bury me in the ratings and I was doing the exact same thing. Now you'll know Chris as an actor and a voice actor in LA. You've seen him, you've heard him in video games, TV movies, TV series like Smallville, The Dead Zone, Masters of Horror, Stargate Atlantis, The Client List, Batman Beyond, and you might be surprised to hear what he said about career highlights. Radio was my my days in Vancouver. I just, I loved it, and and I did work hard. And you know, like if you want to do anything, like that's why I I look like I was, and radio guys may, they look like they're schmoozers, but you go to every event, you kiss every baby, shake every hand, you know, cut every ribbon at every holistic spa, grand opening place. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's your own all the time. 
yeah, Vancouver was like the cat's ass for me. Um, I had so much fun, but you know, behind the scenes, you know, you're doing a lot of work. If you want to be successful, you just don't show up and it happens. Growing up as a teen in the nineties, you never thought that weed would be legalized in your lifetime. Sure. There was talk of it like, holy crap. Imagine if, well, long story short, author, politician, and activist Dana Larson is one of the reasons it happened here in Canada. He was the editor of Cannabis Culture from its creation in 94 through 05, founding member of both the Marijuana Party of Canada and the BC Marijuana Party. He ran in the 2000 Canadian federal election. He ran in the 2001 BC provincial election. It was in 2005 that Dana founded End Prohibition, NDP Against the Drug War, instrumental in passing drug policy resolutions, he co-founded the Vancouver Seed Bank, launched the Sensible BC campaign that helped decriminalize cannabis possession in BC. Listen to what Dana said about career highlights. Well, I think there's been a couple, I mean, some of the stuff I've done, I think I worked really hard on and didn't really accomplish much at all, ultimately. And other things I think were influential. We did a campaign in, in 2013, the Sensible BC campaign, where we tried to get people to sign up. Uh, to have a referendum in the province to decriminalize yeah. possession. I do remember that. And we didn't get enough signatures. It's almost impossible to accomplish that. But yeah. I think that campaign was very influential. Like, I think it, it, turned, it made a lot of people become activists who had just otherwise kind of sat around at home and wanted to do stuff but didn't know what to do. And right. by giving them a... And it was really a leap of faith on my part. I had no idea what was going to happen with that, if anyone was going to sign up, if it was going to work. And, like, right as we were launching it, a friend of ours in... in uh, 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 friend of ours in the north. What's Tim Terrace, right? A friend of ours in Terrace okay. won the lottery, won like $25 million and gave me like $200,000 to fund the campaign. And like it was just this miracle that this guy who we knew was an activist happened to win the lottery right when we were doing the campaign. And all these things fell into place. And it was during that campaign that, that Trudeau announced first announced that he supported legalization of marijuana. And it was in response to one of our canvassers who's actually here with me hanging out. And, uh, and so I thought that was, that helped. I don't know if, if we would have gotten sort of legalization without that, uh, that campaign. Mm. And I also think getting everybody to open dispensaries. I think it wasn't just me doing that. Other ones had opened before me, but I, I put a lot of effort and I showed a lot of people in the first like five places that opened in Vancouver after we did, they all met with me and consulted with me and got a bunch of free advice. And I caught people calling me from all across the country, like around 2009, Mm-hmm. Until really just a couple of years ago, I would be getting couple, you know at least one call a week from somebody wanting to open a dispensary, and I would just spend a lot of time with them. And although we've lost a lot of those places, I think that was also crucial that we needed hundreds of shops openly disobeying the law mm-hmm. and and creating this whole controversy of dispensaries everywhere selling cannabis. I think that was necessary to get the government to change the law. Like we had to do it first, and then they're going to allow us to do this in some way after we've already been doing it for a long time, right? So mm-hmm. I think those kind of things uh, are things that I think I think had a big impact, you know? I was in the, I've been in the NDP a long time. I don't know I accomplished anything. <laughs> I've been, I traveled across the NDP conventions all across the country, like in every province. Uh, there was a period where me and my friends would go to every NDP convention and we talked to the locals and we passed resolutions on marijuana and drug policy in like every province in the Yukon. And all of those resolutions and things that we were passed by the grassroots of the party, they all got ignored as terms of policy or affecting what the government did or what they talked about. Mm-hmm. Like, and not a single one of them really like was like, "Oh, our people want us to talk about marijuana legalization law. Well, we're going to make that a priority." Like, 
it's frustrating. You know, I thought working within the democratic process is just not as successful as just being civilly disobedient and just doing it and making them deal with the reality. I think that's probably where I'm going to be focusing on more in the future is just making stuff happen and less trying to, like, get, you know, the politicians will follow after you've already made the reality change. As you know, podcasts come and podcasts go, and most don't really get to where we are today, throwing stones to 300 episodes. And one that we were a fan of, the Jen and Tonic Show, unfortunately is no more. But we definitely wanted to highlight Jen. You can still find episodes online. Career highlight. Um, probably getting followers on Twitter and then having people come up to me and like recognize me. When I was working at Cowboys during Stampede, um, this like, couple came up to me and they were like, you are so amazing. Can you sign our beer cans? And I was like, Shut up. you want me to sign your beer cans? I mean, I will do it, but wow. like, is this like the peak of <laughs> my fame is going to be like? <laughs> oh my God. Are you going to bronze that beer can? That's amazing. Yeah, I know. They better have it sitting like on their mantle in their house. And you'll likely best know actor Marquise Moore from playing Andrew on The Walking Dead. He made headlines in MTV's From G's to Gents Season 1 as well. He punched a cast member in the face during one of those reunion episodes. My career highlight thus far, working with Nicolas Cage. Oh yeah? What's he like? Yeah, that's probably uh, amazing. One of the coolest people I've ever met. I bet. Just so cool, man. Like He has an aura. Like He's like the white Snoop Dogg. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's just smooth everywhere it goes. And um, he uh, gave me a bottle of Francis Coppola wine. I guess they're related. That's his uncle, I believe. Okay. And just that experience was just amazing. We did a movie called Blood Done... Oh, excuse me, no, Seeking Justice. Um, it's on Netflix, so people can go check it out on Netflix. But um, working with Nicolas Cage probably be one of my biggest highlights. Entertainment guest visits are powered by Sacred Meds, Canada's best craft cannabis and psilocybin dispensary. Visit sacredmeds.com and mention you heard about them through the podcast to open up a hitting category on their website. And use the code TODCAST at checkout for 10% off your order.
That band is Spendo and Fighter, a great song for those guys, another contender for Indie Rock Song of the Year last year. One of the tracks on their new EP that you'll likely see live at the Wise Hall in East Vancouver for their Great Unknown EP release party. It's not this Saturday, but next. On Saturday, March 11th, it's Spendo with The Noodle Boys and Dusk Note. Doors are at 7.30, shows at 8.30. It's just 20 bucks. Love the boys in Spendo. Good players, good dudes. Always down to hang with those guys. Their blue light sessions with us was unforgettable. And not just because their drummer went into anaphylactic shock 15 minutes before showtime. Not even kidding. Maybe we'll see you there. Spendo's EP release again, March 11 at the Wise Hall, East Vancouver. And with that, episode 296, Career Highlights is being sent to bed. Holy crap, we're chasing down episode 300. Can you believe that? Once again, my name is Todd Hancock. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard, please tell your friends. You can subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube. Of course, comment and rate the podcast. It helps out big time. Search out the podcast through Toddcast Podcast. And I'd love you to follow along on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. Huge thanks to all of our excellent sponsors. They're the reason why you hear this podcast week in, week out. We couldn't do it without their incredible support. There's a lot of moving parts that happen behind the scenes, and they make all of it possible. You can find links to all sponsor websites at toddhancock.ca. If you'd like to sponsor the podcast, you know you can for as little as 10 bucks a day. Contact info is at the homepage. Maybe we'll talk soon, have a beer, have a coffee, see what's up. And by the way, if you help us find a sponsor, we will give you a commission. Straight up, make money because you listen to this podcast. Till next time, don't be an asshole. Nobody wants to be around that. Have fun, play hard, and most of all, Believe in yourself. You've been listening to the Toddcast Podcast, powered by Citywide Mortgage Services, dedicated to helping you find the best mortgage rates. Available seven days a week at citywidemortgage.ca.